This is the fallen angel Christopher Daniels, former TNA X Division champion and former TNA World Tag Team champion, and you are listening to the TNA Cross the Line podcast. Enjoy. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 178 of the TNA Across the Line podcast. I am Bob Conning Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are inching closer and closer to No Surrender, which is just two weeks away, which is going to be main evented by a dog collar match between the NWA world champion Raven defending against Abyss which is technically called a no-surrender dog collar match. So I'm assuming you can't quit. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. I think they said, did they say it has to be pinfall? I don't remember. I don't like, I don't really, I'm ignoring that whole gimmick part of it because I think it's a little silly because, you know, it's a dog collar match. And since when do people, I I don't know, have you ever seen someone say they quit in a dog collar match? Uh, Didn't Greg Valentine submit to Piper? Ah, shit. Okay, that, that's the one. That's the one I was wondering if it was, but yeah, I could be okay. wrong. I feel okay, like it's so, like the like the year or something like that. So like twenty five years before, someone quit, and so we have to make sure that you know in this particular one, Raven and Abyss, two guys who I couldn't even see quitting if they wanted. You can't do it. Pinfall submission. No, it just says defeated Greg Valentine. I don't know. Maybe okay. he didn't. I don't know. Regardless, that is kind of the one I was thinking about. If it was any of them, that it would have been them. But regardless, um, yeah, I don't know if we really know. Well, we might. I don't know. Full transparency, we haven't recorded in some time, so what we just watched last week is a little fuzzy. Yeah. Um, we'll just and and we'll get into this, but we almost couldn't record today because uh, Bob almost died. We'll we'll talk about it. That's good like, tease. Like, literally almost died. Yeah. Um, I was going to pull up the, the No Surrender card to see if there is anything else we knew, but I don't think we do. Uh, I think we know about uh, Saban and Joe. Oh, yes, we do know that. Yep, we knew that. Um, and we're obviously going to we're, we're gonna figure out more here um, as, as we um, continue on. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. Um, now we can do a quick rundown of what just happened on impact. Oh, and we know, uh, Daniels and Petey. Oh yes. Cause he confronted him backstage. Yeah. Yeah. And he like okay. tricked him into a title match or whatever. And Daniels was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he tried and he tried to like take the title from him and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here, quick rundown. On the last episode of impact, we saw, uh, Sean Waltman defeat Sanjay Dutt in four minutes and 17 seconds. Lance Hoyt defeated Eric Young with P.D. Williams ringside because Scott Demore's gone. So P.D. Williams, the captain, has been kind of doing Scott Demore's manage, manager role. Uh, that was in four minutes and 41 seconds. So Abyss with James Mitchell defeat Sonny Sanaki with Apollo in four minutes and 11 seconds. And that, after that match, is when we got the official announcement of the dog collar uh, because he was attacking Apollo and Siaki. And then Raven came out and beat the shit out of him with his own chain and all that. 
Uh, America's Most Wanted defeated Simon Diamond and Triton in Triton's final TNA appearance, at least match-wise. At 4 minutes, 47 seconds. And in the main event, we saw AJ Styles defeat Alex Shelley in 8 minutes and 3 seconds. And uh, as you would expect, it was an excellent match. Um, funny, funny enough, too, Bob, I don't know if you saw over on our Facebook page. If you guys aren't following us on Facebook, uh, at TNA Crustline Pod. Um, Chris Harris tagged Ryan Wilson in a post about that tag team match, and they both mm. did not remember that they even fought each other in that match. So I thought that was pretty funny. Well, you know what? They've probably wrestled. Well, Chris Harris probably wrestled a lot of matches, so that wouldn't surprise me. No, I don't. I don't either. I just saw he tagged. He goes, why don't I remember this? And then Ryan Wilson said, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there we go. That's well, maybe Ryan Wilson's trying to forget the whole Triton thing. I would not blame him. Yeah. I mean, that's totally fair. Um, hey, speaking of other social medias, uh, there's been a there's been a rise here, Bob. I don't know if you're, you're in the loop here. Um, are you on Threads yet? No. Oh, Bob, you got to get on the trend, man. The TNA Crossline podcast is, in fact, on Threads. You guys can find us on the same handle as our Twitter page, at CrossTheLineTNA. I'm also uh, kicking up an Instagram page because I kind of needed it to do the Threads account. So... <laughs> <laughs> I really did. It's so stupid. Uh, so funny. at Cross the Line TNA on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Threads. Now Threads, I've seen people you know linking their Threads, but it's it looks like it's yeah. just like Twitter. It is, yeah. It is exactly. Well, what the hell like is the difference? It's the one's, new Twitter. The it's, one is with Zuckerberg, trendy. and the other one's uh, Elon. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I haven't dove too deep into Threads yet. Um, I do have a personal one as well, and. It's uh, pretty much Twitter. Uh, there's no hashtags, at least not yet. Uh, so you, there's no hashtags at all, which I think is kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, and yeah, right now it's just mostly people being like, "Well, what's this new page? Is this this is like Tumblr?" And oh, if you're still on Twitter, what are you doing? And that kind of shit. That's what a lot of people are and making jokes about it. So right now it's just like a bunch of uh, shit posting and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. We will we will see what happens. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to spread spread the TNA Crossline podcast uh, wherever I can. So that's I our, can't I can't wait for the podcast. I can't wait for the new thing to be like oh now trending on Threads. Yeah, I mean like that sounds weird. Okay. Now threading on Threads. I don't know, but we're there. And the fun thing is, uh, since we're literally recording this episode a day before it drops, you guys are going to know first thing tomorrow i just made it about two hours ago oh perfect so uh, it's brand new and actually i purposely made it because i knew we were recording and it dropped so soon i wanted to make sure i could get the word out so you guys can follow us on all your new trendy things except tiktok i'm not doing tiktok yeah i don't blame you there i um, mindlessly scroll through tiktok wait I, I, i'm not doing that i'm not doing that don't do that um as far as today's notes uh we don't really have a ton so I'm actually going to save uh, them all for this episode for during today's podcast um, because there's not really any long ones. I mean, if you want a TV deal one, Bob, I could give you I could give you a TV deal one update uh, before we get going. Uh, but that's really I mean, the rest are pretty short things that I think are just probably best fit for during the show. You can do whatever you want. You know what? Because you're here right now. Let me give you an update about our TV deal. And then, uh, then Bob's going to tell his death-defying story, and then we will get into today's show. 
It's also getting really dark in here. So, Bob, if I start looking like a uh, Forensic Files anonymous guy like Austin has on Icopod, I will turn the light on. But uh, there's a storm coming through, and it's not James Storm, unfortunately. I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on here, but have you have you ever watched Funny or Die? I have before. It's been a while. but There was a sketch with Zach Galifianakis where he was, like, I think taught – he was doing, you know, numerous different characters and, uh, whoever he was talking about, he was like, can you, can you darken my, fa- can you darken my face and do that whole, the whole voice thing for me? Right. Oh my God. Wait, I might've seen that. And so like they do it and they're like, is that good? And he's like, yes. And it's all, <laughs> it's cracked me up. So bad. That's so awesome. Good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, also good stuff. So Dave Meltzer says here. If a deal is signed for Spike at 11 p.m. on Saturday nights after three hours of UFC, it's so logical of a move that I can almost guarantee that they'd make a play uh, to have Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock on the first show and try to start a pro wrestling program between the two of them if they'd agree. Who is this between? Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock. Oh, my God. Dave is saying they have to do this. Because it's oh, be my God. Because they're going to be on after Spike or after UFC on Spike. Now, he does continue on here and saying that this booking committee, the current one, is going to get it a lot more than Dusty Rhodes did, who, by the way, is a big UFC fan, but apparently not big enough to realize that Ortiz is a heel and Shamrock is a face uh, and position. And so if this does kind of go through that, they'd position Ortiz more in line with what everyone thinks of him. So for whatever it's worth. Those in WWE do believe that the deal is completed for TNA to be buying time late Saturday night after the UFC block. I don't know why WWE source thinks this, but I think it's kind of funny. Uh, Those in TNA say that the deal is close, but is definitely not a done deal yet. I'm trying to... There's been instances where... Like WWE would get it, you know, bring in a celebrity, treat him as a baby face, but like in real life, they're a bad person. Uh, yeah, like it's happened, and I just I can't think of like I can't think of an example where there's like a miscast. Oh, you know what, Floyd Mayweather. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That's a big one. Yeah, that's when he came in. They made him a baby face, but he was so disliked. That they had to switch it, and Big Show was the baby face. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that and that does happen quite a bit. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Well, and apparently, I mean, I don't know if I knew that, like, Ortiz is, like, the bad guy that no one likes, to be honest with you. Oh, I knew that. I mean, it makes sense, but I don't know if I... He was so... The arrogance... You know, because I feel like... like for a I, while, I, he would back it up, but he was just so arrogant. I think I mostly, I haven't seen a lot of his like fighting stuff, so it's like my exposure to him is all in like mostly wrestling, and he is always like a baby face when he's on a wrestling show, right? Especially that one Impact one where he came back and no one cared or know who he was, and he was just crossed on. Yeah, hey, it's me, Tito Ortiz. It's been like eight years, but I'm back. It's so stupid. Um. Okay. Well, let's save the rest of these, um, including a really fun uh, Jeff Jarrett interview notes. Um, we'll talk about all that stuff during the show, but I want to give Bob the floor. He literally almost died on us. We almost had to end the podcast because Bob almost died. 
And I try, I tried real hard to get out of this, and um, he, we got. So what happened? Yeah, we got to Slammiversary. Bob said, "Fuck it, off me," and he knew we had to get to that point at least. And yeah, but you know, Jesus was like, "You know what, dude? <laughs> no." Jesus I like said, listening keep to him, keep him around. Keep him around. All right. So uh, as we're recording this, it's July 7th. So about five days ago, on July 2nd, on a Sunday, I was commuting to work on my electric bicycle, which I've been doing now for probably two or three months. No issues. And it's pretty sweet. Yep. It's totaled, by the way. I don't, it's not rideable, obviously. So yeah, yeah I get a awesome. new one. Uh, spoilers. Yeah. So I'm uh, going up to work. I'm on Route 31. Now people listening to this don't know where that is, but Dallas is. Dallas does know where that is. I know. I, yeah, I know. I knew. I already knew where you were. Yeah. Uh, I was in front of a a Lowe's entrance, going through a crosswalk, like you do, because I'm not a car. I'm halfway through the crosswalk, and I get drilled. By a Chevy Traverse. And I. It's so it's so weird because getting (laughs) getting hit by the car didn't hurt. Hmm. So like I, you know, I'm going and I remember the contact. It's like obviously jarring and you're like, right. But it's the landing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh shit, like how I can't really brace myself for this. Mm-hmm. So there's the collision, and I, you know, obviously I fall or roll down, roll off. Did you did you go up on the car? Yeah. So as I show my forearm right here, uh. there's some cuts there. So my uh, forearm went, it it uh, cracked or smashed the bottom of his uh, windshield. Oh my shit, dude. <clears throat> and, uh, and so, yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm laying in like I guess the middle of the road on my stomach, and my eyes are open. And three or four people got out of their car. They're running up to me. They're like, "Buddy, buddy, buddy, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Can you move your toes? Can you move your toes? My hands, hands, hands." And they're like, "Roll." And one person's like, don't roll him over, don't roll him over. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, you know, I'm trying to like regain my bearings. And so like I move my toes and everything. So I'm like, okay, I'm not paralyzed. Move my hands. I was like, okay. And then like I I got up. And I was like, okay. One of my glasses, lenses was popped out. Classic. Um yeah. So I got up and I walked over to the sidewalk. And, uh, you know, one really muscular guy was very calming and very like, you know, buddy, you're going to be okay. Like, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. A woman called the police. They came over. I asked, when the police came, I was like, am I going to jail? And they're like, why would you go to jail? And I was like, I don't know. Because I got hit by a car. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened. Like, what are we doing? I was halfway through a crosswalk. There was nobody. There was nobody there. Nobody. Because like, if there was a car there, I'm not going. Right. You know, like if there, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And if I'm halfway through a crosswalk, 
then there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. And no, 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 it's, it was, it was an accident. You're not, they're like, you probably got to go to the hospital for your arm and your, you know, ankles or whatever. But I'm, I was like, but I'm not going to jail. And they're like, no. Cause I'm in shock. Like my leg is shaking. Like, yeah, I'm a wreck. Cause like I wasn't anticipating getting hit by a car. Yeah, normally you don't. <laughs> right. And I was just right down the street from my work. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I was literally two minutes away from work. So it's like, oh, now my whole day is turned around. Like, this is not yeah, what I was anticipating. So uh, the first thing I did was I called work on the side of the road. And I was like, you know, hey, boss. And I called my boss. I was like, hey. And then she was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, I'm not going to be able to make it to work today because I got hit by a car. And I hear a, oh, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I got to go to the hospital. But, like, I got some cuts. I'm like, no. I already knew my ankle was fucked up. Like, I was like, I'm not going to make it. Then I called my mom. And I call her. And she goes, hey, what's up? And I was like, you are going to be so mad at me. And she was like, what happened? What? I go, I got hit by a car. And she goes, no, you did not. And I said, yep, I did, from the Lowe's, the Lowe's entrance. And she was like, I'll be right there. She comes up. And it was probably the quickest I've ever, I mean, because I think she was by the parkway. Mm. So from there to 31, it's probably at least 20 minutes. She probably got there in about eight. <laughs> and, uh Yeah. So she was there. Um, I refused to go in an ambulance because I didn't want to pay for it. I so she, so she drove me. You know, as soon as everything got situated, uh, my phone was blowing up. Well, then I I called you after I call, after she got there to tell you, hey, I can't go to the cookout. So I got hit by a car. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, dude. That's not. I could tell. Stuff. I could tell you were pissed. I was mad, yeah. So then I, I, I immediately was like furious, and I was like, "Fuck this! Cancel the party!" Fuck it. Bob's trying to get out of seeing our friend Austin. Yeah. No. What? No. What you really did was later that night he was he had fireworks going off because of a celebration. Yeah. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. So. No, but, I didn't. I didn't believe this motherfucker. No. So. But I, then, like, why would he lie about that? So. But here's the thing with me. I'm such a, like, moron. I'm such a moron that, you know, when I got hit, uh, I, I apologized to the driver. <laughs> what the fuck? I apologized to the driver, and then I was, you know, concerned about his windshield. And uh, he was like, don't worry about it. I have insurance. I was like, okay, but I still put my form through your windshield. Yeah, well, he hit you, so. Right. And then he got, like, when he got out of the car, he was like, I don't even, like, he was asking other people, like, what happened? And I was like, how do you not know what happened? Well, there you go. Probably distracted, not, looking at his phone or some shit. That'd be not paying attention. I mean, if I was at the edge of the crosswalk, like, going, like, first going, then I'm not paying attention. Right. Like. That's on me. Because obviously there's something in there. But if I'm halfway through 
if not further than halfway through a crosswalk. And I'm getting drilled. Right. Like, I don't know. And um, you had a helmet on, I, I assume, as well. Uh, right? I did not. <gasps> you motherfucker. No. So I do have a, I, I did have a helmet. Yeah. What the was, fuck? You wrote, you wrote to my house when you had a helmet. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, but it wasn't fitting my head. Oh my God. So I had to get a new one. Here I was I, about to do this big PSA about how Bob's head. And I had, hit a I hadn't, I had not gotten one yet. Um, obviously I will be getting one that fits my head properly, uh, moving forward. But this also shows you that helmets, sometimes you don't need them. No, stop that right now. Sometimes if you just I brace think, yourself with your thigh and ankle, your head will be okay. I think that Bob uh, did not break any bones or get any head injuries because he's big as fuck. So his body took the blow of it all. Oh, do people are are shocked. If I got hit by a car, my body would shatter, I think. People are shocked that I have nothing broken on me. I am. Like nothing. And then some people are like, aren't you going to be nervous about getting on a bike again? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? And I was like, well, this is the worst thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And I just got bruised. And, and I, I know what I'm doing. This is just a matter of someone probably not paying attention to what's going on. And when it comes to crosswalks, I, I just need to be more careful. And not so trusting of people knowing how to handle crosswalks. Yeah, that's like that's the bummer part of this is like, like you you I mean, there's only so much you can do, but like now you you have to like make sure there's really no one nothing going on and shit. I don't know. It's just stupid. But you're okay. Yeah, yeah and then what's and what's funny is like probably like two weeks ago, at that not the same crosswalk, but like on the other side, so like where I would cross over to McDonald's. Um, a woman driver like almost went through the crosswalk as I was going, and then she but she stops and she was like, "Oh my god, I am so sorry." And I'm like, "You're good. You stopped. Right. You're good. That's good. You didn't fucking continue to go." That's so crazy, dude. Because like at that light, you can just take a right, like no right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you're not paying attention for the crosswalk, somebody could just get clipped. Because like you're like, oh, I can just go. Mm-hmm. So that's a dangerous like thing. For sure. They should probably put the crosswalk signal thing in a better spot than on the corner. Where someone's not paying attention. Yeah, I see what you mean. Maybe even by like the light. Like the light up there, they could have like, oh, hey, someone's walking. So normal, normally it's a red light. And like you're not supposed to go. So yeah, but in an instance where you could take that right, 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 yeah, you would maybe want to have something like, hey, by the way, someone's going to be walking on that crosswalk. Yeah. So like, chill. Well, this is crazy as shit, dude. I'm glad Bob is still alive. We get to celebrate with some TNA wrestling, and uh, we're making moves here. And then when I went to the hospital, I had to wait four hours to get a drink of water. What? Yeah, because uh, they had to do MRI or x-rays. Oh, so they wouldn't let you drink nothing? They, they're like, you got to have an empty stomach just in case we need surgery. And I was like, listen, I know my body. I'm not broken. 
There's nothing broken on me. I know this. There's nothing broken on me. I just need some water. And they're like, no, we're going to take an x-ray on your ankles and thigh and stuff. I'm like, I'm not fucking broken. And so, and then another thing, right? So this happened on Sunday. I was, I've been, I was telling people I will be back to work on Monday, not the day after, but the week later. Right. (laughs) And they, everyone was like, there's no way, you know, bruising, blah, blah, no way. So I was like, you know what? All right, fine. I'll put my date of return the 17th. But as how I feel right now, because my ankle, I was just walking and I'm not really limping. Before, whoa, boy, it would take me probably 10 minutes to get to the refrigerator. Well, well, no more. I'm telling you, by Monday, I would probably, right, but here's the thing. By Monday, I'd probably fine, but I'm still going to take that extra week. But damn it, know your body. And I know my fucking body. I rest my case. Rest your case. Uh, when you got to the hospital, did you have to like wait super long or did they get you in pretty quick? No. So I went to community and it was funny. Like we sat down for like intake or whatever. And they asked my name and I told them. And then she like called me Joseph and she's like, wait a minute. No, you're Robert. And I was like, yeah. I was like, did you get hit by a car too? by like for her memory (laughs) i don't know if she liked that but uh so like we got that all we got that all situated and then like another nurse was coming out looking for a guy and he wasn't there like in the waiting room there was nobody in the waiting room so she's like looking for like oh hey is you know charlie over here and she just shrugs and then she goes like okay i'll take you and so i just go with the thing so it was pretty instant okay well that's good yeah, they put a neck brace on me and everything just in case. But I was like, no, okay, the, my neck, I'm fine. My neck is not. Yeah, sometimes neck stuff's tricky, though. Sometimes you don't notice right away. Right. So they did that for a little bit, and then I passed all the tests. and No concussions, none of that shit. No, never lost, uh, never lost caught, uh, consciousness. Nice. Right. So. Well, I've been waiting. Uh, I I also this is my first time hearing the story, guys. So I've been literally waiting for this moment. Yeah, I tried telling him a couple of times, but he's like, "No, no, save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. We gotta wait for the podcast. We gotta wait for the podcast." Title: Bob gets hit by a car. So and this the motherfucker, this motherfucker, guys, just to tell you how much he loves this podcast. Oh, I know what you're about to do, and it's gonna make me seem really bad, but I was trying to be very nice about it. I think on I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Because, hey man, it was I know, Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Hey man, I know you just got hit by a car, but are we still good to record tomorrow? I said, are you feeling up to it? Are you feeling up for it? And I, I was like, I don't think so, man. Maybe, maybe Friday. Well, I figured you were just laying around, anyways. What's the difference? Yeah, but like I was the first to probably. So they okay. So they had told me. I don't mean to keep on going on about this, but on. So Sunday, they were like, listen, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And I was like, I know that. I'm well aware. Like, this is this is not whatever. So Sunday night, I'm like, okay, you know, this sucks. Blah, 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 whatever. You probably felt the worst of Monday. I'd have to imagine. Oh, Monday afternoon, man. My ankle. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. This ain't good. This is going to take me a minute. Mm-hmm. So now, like my ankle right now, before I could not do like a circular motion, like that just was not going to happen. Wow. 
but right now, like I, I'm moving it circle, not no problems. Like it's definitely on the tail end of my situation. But now my upper thigh is badly bruised. And like that's giving me problems. But that just reminds me of when I first was playing kickball and I hadn't used my thighs. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, I remember yeah. the story. Yeah. And I could still work with that. You know? So I'm definitely on the tail end of my of my injury. Well, that's good. Yeah, and Bob makes me seem really bad, but it was because uh, we um, we were supposed to record about three times this week, and we haven't. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I just so. thought it was so fucking funny. Hey, man, are you up for it? Or? Well, I was trying to be like, how I do I know. how do I ask? Uh, yeah. That with being nice without him like uh, lashing out on me like he likes to do hey, and bullies hey, man, me. I know you just got fucking ran over by a car, but we got to do two. But hey, we and, were like, uh, we... coming up. That's a lot of episodes coming out in the next, <sighs> next week. Yeah, I know. But you're like, oh, but you know, so do you want to do it or, <laughs> or what? It's like, wow, man. You know what? The yeah. next time the next time you have to go to some like AFI concert or something, I'm just going to flip the fuck out. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? You're telling me you can't do the podcast in the car on your phone? That'd be interesting. See? See, but here's, the, I shouldn't have said that, guys, because now he's going to fucking do it. I'll do it. Takes four hours to get to Philly. Fuck. Sorry, Kaylee. That's what, that's like at least three episodes. Oh, so you know how I'm going to New York City in August? Yeah. The Wrestling Universe store mm-hmm. is like 15 minutes away from the stadium. That's not bad. I think I got to go. You have to go. But knowing my luck, it's probably just going to be like current day WWE action figures, and I'm not going to fucking care. Could definitely be that. But the day before, the Hardy Boys are going to be there. What? Yeah, on the 6th. But I'm going the 7th and the 8th. Oh, that's bullshit, dude. Yeah, 150 combo. I'm not paying 150 bucks for the Hardy Boys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a little pricey these days. I wouldn't pay 50 bucks for Hulk Hogan. Fuck that. You wouldn't pay even less than that. I met Hulk Hogan for $25. Hulk Hogan could be like, hey, man, it's free. And I'd be like, no. Okay, I'm not even getting into this shit. That's so stupid. I wouldn't do it. Mind you, I'm not the massive Hulk Hogan fan, but come on, dude. What are you doing? But I'll pay 20 bucks for a slick wearing a brown shirt. That's a good shirt. That's fucking right, I would. All right. Okay. Well, I guess it's time to get into this Impact episode, right? Yeah, let's do it, man. Like I said, we have some notes we'll talk about uh, during the show. I'd say this week, you know, nothing, nothing super crazy. Next week, we got some fun stuff to talk about, though, but uh, we'll get there. Uh, when we get there. You said there's nothing super crazy? That is not a hint. Oh, I thought you were trying to say super crazy was going to be on the show. No, I mean, I just don't think there's anything, like, super mind-blowing. There's some cool stuff I got for you this week. There's some cool stuff. Is Chris Angel going to be on the show? He's my freak. Ah, fuck. That was almost good, though. I like that. All right. Well, hopefully this goes better than getting hit by a car in a crosswalk. It is the July 8th, 2005 edition of TNA Impact. The runtime is 45 minutes and 32 seconds. So if you want to watch along with us, head over to the Impact Plus app, or you can find it probably in your own personal collection. I'm going to count down from three when I say play. That's when you're going to follow along with us and enjoy some TNA 2005. So here we go. Three, two, one.
play. This is TNA. The new face of professional wrestling. And now from stage 21. Great. Same old fucking opening. Yeah, same old boring ass intro. We're watching the Sun Sports version uh, still. These are the internet shows, of course. Oh. You're no longer on FSN in case you forgot that or you're new here. Uh, we So you have to download this on TNAWrestling.com. It's pretty yeah, wild. I, good luck doing that, too, by the way. David Young. Oh, I should probably. David Young in Trunks. Oh, yeah, he's not doing the pant gimmick anymore because he's uh, in shape. Oh, Hal Sabin. Are we considering David Young just an enhancement talent at this point? I feel like he's been like that for a long time. Yeah. So I'm not going to look up his indie notes because I don't do that for indie, you guys. Well, if you're going to say it like that, I mean, he is technically signed. Is he? I'm assuming he is. He's. He's here, and he's here for a decent amount of time more than this, so. All right. Well, I guess I will. Uh, all right. Chris Saban, back on July 1st, he teamed up with a man by the name of Jason Gorey to lose to Petey Williams in Shima Zion at IWC's Cage Fury 2 in oh. Monroeville, Pennsylvania. I got a note on that when you're done. And uh, I believe... Yep, I did, in fact, review this show over at WrestlingRecaps.com. And I'm assuming you're going to be talking about the main event of that show. I will be talking about the main event. Here we go. Uh, all right, let me see what David Young has been doing. I'm going to... I just oh, Not much besides getting a jawbreaker. Oh, pop-up. Oh, it was going to be a pop-up powerbomb, but Saban countered it into a hurricane runner. This is beautiful. Chris Sabin, current day X Division champion, by the way, if you're following along with Impact Wrestling 2023. I see that he's going to be wrestling Leo Rush. He is at Slammiversary, which uh, is literally next weekend. Yeah, David Young has literally done nothing. So that's great. Yeah, and, uh, it's good to see that Leo Rush is once again not retired. Yeah, which a lot of people are like, stop with the retirement jokes, but I still think it's hilarious, to be honest with you. It's literally after like almost every match. And he's just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And I think he's like, funny. oh, I got nothing else. And then he goes and wrestles in New Japan and best of the Super Juniors tournament. Oh, my God. Well, German Suplex lands Saban on his head, but good. he stood up with a clothesline. That was a good move. Wow. Well, you know what's freaking kind of funny, too, about Leo Rush is that he was on... The challenge, really? On, yeah, on MTV, and, and guess what? He lost. He quit. Oh my god! He had to. He had to leave the show. So this guy can't finish anything. I mean, how? And what is gross is he's probably like twenty three years old. He is, dude. He's wicked young. What a gimmick! It's ridiculous. Um, about that show <laughs> that Bob mentioned, though, um, it's pretty interesting because AJ Styles is supposed to be on that show, but he missed a flight. Um, to Pittsburgh before getting to that uh, Monroeville, Pennsylvania show. And he was actually supposed to be in the cage match with Christopher Daniels. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it was going to be AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels in a cage. <laughs> yeah, what? dude. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Uh, so promoter Norm Connors went out of his way to praise Daniels, though, because 
who even though he is the X Division champion, he put over local yeah. wrestler John McChesney over strong after a flying body press off the cage. Um, Styles did agree to make up this uh, by wrestling Matt Hardy on July 29th. So Matt Hardy has an appearance, or at least scheduled appearance. Uh, wow. It's also it's also pretty interesting because Bruno San Martino was on that show, and at this time it was a, a rare appearance, and he ended up shaking hands with uh, Shirley Doe and Eddie Kingston before the IWC title match with the idea of the legend putting over the belt. And that show, by the way, just because it's here, it drew 406 people. I don't, and I don't think that's a bad number for um, IWC, by the way. But uh, wow, yeah, I did not know that it was supposed to be Daniels in uh, in Styles in the cage. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, isn't that cool? Oh, nice super kick by Saban. Comes off the rope, ducks the clothesline. David Young grabs him, slams him down. This is a pretty good uh, David Young match right now. And, like, I'm not saying that just because of Saban, but he's actually, like, doing some good stuff, so. I think it's, I think a lot of it has to do with him being in better condition. Yeah, I mean, he's killing it right here. Uh, and, of course, Saban, Saban can make anything look good, so there's also that. But, I mean, David Young's pulling all the stops, even a moonsaw off the top rope, but Saban moves out of the way. I'm waiting for the uh, devastating spinebuster. Springboard dropkick to the back of the head by Chris Sabin. Oh, cradle shot! Is he going to hit the cradle? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's definitely. He doesn't. He doesn't do the little wind up for nothing. Goes to the cover. Clean win. That was. I would say that was a good extended squash there. I like that. Was a good opening match. Can't tell you the time because the Fox box is gone. Yeah. Sad. Oh, oh no. shit. Here comes Chris Samoa Rod. Joe. Oh, God. Hip toss. It's about to be the shit. Oh, now he's just driving knees into his head. That's great. I don't know the last time I've seen a post-match beatdown start with a hip toss. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, rear naked choke. Oh, no, sleeper. Oh, there we go. He's done. The Kikita clutch. Now that's a chokehold. That's illegal. He's under the chin. He's in the Kikita clutch. And referee Slick Johnson cannot break it up. And it's because he's not in his shorts showing off his muscular legs. That is why he could not break that up. When you're right, you're right. Sending to the back with Terry Taylor, our favorite interviewer. Oh, AJ, get your... AJ's wearing... That's got to be a Hollister shirt with a pop collar, is it not? Oh, my God. Wow, it's bad. Put the collar down. (laughs) It's so bad. Is he a heel? What is going on? He's talking that Sean Waltman cost him something. Oh, the NWA championship, that's what he's saying. Because at Slammiversary, he kind of turned his back on him, even though, you know, it's every man for the cells. He's talking to Larry Zabisco. Look at that weird wristband thing he's got on, too. You know, it's not a good feeling getting conned. 
St. Sean Waltman is a great athlete. We're rambling here. Why does Terry Taylor look like he's going to cry? He can't believe he still has a job. I can't hold this microphone up much longer, Larry. You got to hurry up. I mean, he's literally there for nothing. No reason. Whoa. Huh. Jerry Lynn, special referee. AJ versus Waltman. It sounds like it no surrender. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. We're back from commercial break. Terry Taylor is now holding the microphone with his other hand because his one was tired. Now he's with America's Most Wanted. Notice they both have sunglasses on. That feels mm-hmm. bad to me, doesn't that, it? Uh, I was just saying, dude. Feels bad. <laughs> I was literally thinking that. I was like, this feels like they're kind of going dark. If if Harris had a black shirt on, I would know for sure. But... Oh, yeah. Now, listen, I know some people are going to say, well, they come out to the ring with the glasses on. That's different. This is a backstage interview. Right. Sounds like they're going to be fighting Alex uh, Shelley and Michael Shane here soon. Talking some trash. If you want to fight, we're like the 7-Eleven. 24-7. Oh, they're going to have to ask God for forgiveness for what they're going to do to them. Wow, that's quite the threat. And now here comes... uh... Mikey um, Bats. Mikey Bats. Look at this awful pleather, um, like, shirt gimmick that he's got on. It's like when you cut, the wrestlers cut the shirts down the side so they can just, but his is made out of the same material as his ring gear. Right. And he's fighting Zach Gowan. Well, I'm kind of still surprised we're seeing, to be honest with you. I never thought he would come back here. Oh, me either. But here he is. Well, I guess when you get fired from your other job, you might as well go to the second one. Yeah, but that was like two years ago he was fired. He's got the shell necklace on, which matches AJ Styles' Hollister pink shirt with the pop collar. I knew plenty of people in high school who dressed like that. That's unfortunate. Probably not the pop collar as much, but the the shirt with the shell necklace. I mean, that that was the thing. Not me though. The pop collar thing that that's a little unforgivable. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I don't have any indie notes for either one of these guys. Okay. Well, let me give you some stuff then. Um, the company has officially announced that they are teaming up with. I'm gonna probably mispronounce this, but uh, Navari Corporation to distribute. TNA videos in the U.S. and Canada. Among the titles that will be uh, coming out first are Victory Road, Turning Point, and Lockdown. <gasps> you oh. mean like my three-pack that I got? Oh. Uh, so they're going with pay-per-views first. They also are planning on releasing Enigma, The Best of Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles, Volume 2. Huh. So those are our first... Um, DVD releases, and that I do recognize the name of the company because it's on the back of the DVDs I got. Oh, perfect. Single Leg Moonsault? And, well, it didn't work because Mikey Bats moved out of the way. 
Uh, also, just because it's a quick one, uh, Brad Bernstein has been let go. And Bob, you're probably wondering, who the fuck is he? Well, he's their PR guy. And apparently they are no longer happy with him. Hmm. So we got to get a new PR guy. Her poor Brad. I know. Although firing your PR guy is actually kind of an interesting move. So uh, that I'm curious if we will hear about that or if we'll hear more about promotion getting out there in a better way. Because apparently they haven't been doing so good. Oh, shit. Here he comes. Uh, Jeff Jarrett with his Hulk Hogan shirt. Brad Bernstein here at ringside. Oh, wait. No, that's Jeff Jarrett. What is he doing? Why is no one sitting at the end? Oh, wait. He's telling him to ring the bell? Yeah, is that the Spanish announce team area? Yeah, and no one's there. No one's there. Stop the match. Get out of the ring. Okay, this is kind of funny. I don't care who won the match. It's Slimmer for no, yeah, get but, out Mikey, of the ring. but Mikey Bads didn't win the match. I know. Shark Boy. <laughs> Don I, guess, I guess that would prove his point that he doesn't care who won the match. Right. Why do I feel like he's going to destroy Zach Allen here? Yeah, he's hitting them with a stroke. Zach, I'm going to give you one more opportunity. Get out of my ring. Oh, Zach Allen pushed him. He's about to get that big baby face push. <laughs> Now, I want to see what's going to happen here, but I do. This is a perfect opportunity to talk about my Jeff Jarrett interview notes. Zach, just leave. Leave. You had to have known this was going to happen, pal. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, you know, he's mocking. Jarrett's mocking him, kicks him in the gut. Boom. Fucking shattered the guitar over his head. And look at Bats. He's even helping Gowan now. He's like, okay, we got to get you out of here. Wow. I bet you Jeff Jarrett has been wanting to do that ever since Zach Gowan bailed on TNA for WWE in 2003. You're damn right. Jarrett said he's going to leave under his own terms, so don't even lay a hand on him. Security's coming to ringside. There's Butterbean right there. <laughs> okay, he wants some answers. But he can't get them, so he's going to tell everyone what he's going to do. Anybody, and I mean anybody, of this new talent. Okay, so if they come into his world, Planet Jared, without him knowing, they're going to have hell to pay. Remember, we teased there's a potential it could be Matt Hardy. Right. Jarrett is going to be at no surrender, and he's going to take both the NWA world title and Abyss's title shot, which I don't know how you can do that. Wow, that's a lot. Is he going to be the champion and number one contender? Wow. That should he always, be a, he that kind should of be always has been. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh, I guess you're right. That should be a storyline, though. Oh, Jeff Jarrett's the champion, and guess who's the number one contender? Jeff Jarrett. You got so to hate the guy who was... Twice. Oh, you got to hate a guy who's wearing white pants down to the ring, too, you know? Yeah. Coming from someone who would like to own a pair of white pants. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah. No, yeah, me. Uh, here comes Samoa Joe. So here. Wait. I'm here. American Most Wanted. 
issued the challenge to Michael Shannon and Alex Shelley. Oh. Okay. And that's a dose to remember match. Shelley and Shane versus America's Most Wanted coming up. Um, so, anyways, as Samoa Joe finishes his entrance here, let me give you this Jeff Jarrett note since I don't think we're going to see him again today. Um, this was on Between the Rubs Radio. And here comes Elix Skipper. This is going to be good. Well, Jarrett opened up by saying that he'd be prefer he preferred to be called a three-time NWA champion rather than a former champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's obviously doing the interview like that's a work. He's not. In I mean, he's probably in character. Yeah. Um, he said that big things were afoot and would be announced within the next four to eight weeks, and insisted that they were in this for the long haul. Uh, he said that the next step was to take the company on tour. He was also asked if uh, they were looking to add any talent to the roster and generically said, uh, quote, all the obvious names. Like, so he just said, yeah. Like what? Like, uh, we want Goldberg, The Rock, Steve Austin. Um... You know, it sounds like he literally just said, all the obvious ones is who we want and, like, didn't actually answer it. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, yeah. Okay. This is a three way Shark Boy, Elix Skipper, and Samoa Joe. We got going on. Um, Jared also uh, brought up desire to bring Kevin Ash back. Uh, He he was asked about moving up in the ranks and said that even if there was a glass ceiling, if you were good enough, you could always break through it. Um, And my favorite part of this is that Shark Boy just took down Samoa Joe and Elix Skipper. Uh, but the host asked uh, why Lance Hoyt was so over, and Jeff Jarrett said uh, he was a hidden talent with a lot of athletic ability and that the crowd in Orlando had matured. So this core group was uh, coming every week, had seen Hoyt mature over time as well, and now he's over. And Alvarez likes to point out here that he did not mention that Lance Hoyt goes to the bar after the show and drinks like a mother with all the fans. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, which we've reported on, and I think it's kind of funny. And I would cheer yeah. him, too, if he was hanging out with me after the show. Sure. Uh, and regarding TV, he d- wouldn't confirm nor deny anything. And when a deal was signed, that they would let everyone know. So that's that's the interview. I'll tell you, that whole glass ceiling thing, that is such like a Vince McMahon thing to say. If you're good enough, you'll break through it. Yeah. It is. That's the. But, that's like the but, brass ring. Like grab the brass yeah. ring thing. But I think that if uh, somebody was good enough to like overtake Jeff Jarrett, that he would not allow that to happen. At least not for a substantial amount of time. AJ Styles. Right. He did break, but not really for long. Either time. Fucking Shark Boy just did. A song. What is happening? Bomb. Why is Shark Boy beating their ass right now? I don't know, but he just. Technically, powerbomb Samoa Joe off the middle rope, and uh, Joe did a superplex to Elix Skipper. So and he he got a less than one count on Samoa Joe. Look at he really Look at this. A, it's a sunset flip powerbomb. What are you fucking doing? Dang, that's not dude. Bad. That lawsuit is he's his. Oh boy. Okay, no double German. Oh boy. Oh. Uh, I don't <laughs> even know if you could do that in the video games. I feel like it would still say like, oh hey, you can't do that. But Shark Boy did. Uh, I have any notes here for Samoa Joe. Uh, he's been busy since his last oh. appearance. Um, oh, that's Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, back on June 24th, 
He teamed up with CM Punk, Eddie Vegas, and Jimmy Rave in a losing effort against Asriel, Colt Cabana, Sal Renaro, and Spanky for FIP sold out. Then the next day he defeated Asriel for FIP. June 26th, Raven defeated Samoa Joe in a Ravens rules match with special referee Mick Foley. And that was in Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. July 2nd, Saw Colt Cabana and Samoa Joe defeat Frankie the Mobster and Kevin Steen in Montreal. And then on the same day here of July 8th, Austin Aries defeated Homicide, James Gibson, and Samoa Joe in a four-corner survival match at our Ring of Honor's Sign of Dishonor. Nice. Uh, Skipper just nearly chipped a tooth of Samoa Joe, kicking him off the apron, and now Sharpboy is taking control again. Well... Two bucks to the apron. Oh, yeah, we're going to we have a really good I'm going to teach you right now. Really good interview with Elix Skipper to cover next week's show. I really actually I think it was a really good one. I saw that he recently uh, visited TNA. What? Skipper did? Yeah. yeah, you didn't see it on like social media and stuff. No. Did they have pictures? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, also it was busted. pictures with. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Kazarian. Oh, no way. Yep. Okay, I gotta check that out. Choke out. Shark Boy taps. Joe choking him out. Maybe he'll get a piece of that lawsuit money. He could now. Uh, Kazarian's gonna be fighting Eddie Edwards at Slammiversary, and I'm pretty excited. Because guess what? Tracy's ringside with him. Hey, That should be good. I'm looking for this picture now. Here comes Petey. Oh, shit. There he is. Oh, dude. Look at this picture. Yeah, I told you. It's Shelly and Chris Saban. Petey Williams. I've already mentioned one of his any notes. Uh, So his other one was uh, July 2nd at NWA Upstate, where he retained the NWA Upstate No Limits title when he defeated Jimmy Olsen. In Webster, New York, at NW Upstate's A Final Farewell. We got Petey Williams against Amazing Red here. Dude, I can't believe he was there. That is so cool. He looks really good, too. Yeah, he does. One more match. One more match. Oh, wow. Thank Cassidy Riley, friend of the show, liked one of our tweets from May. Thank you for that. He's a little behind. Any, any notes on Amazing Red. Well, we've barely been seeing this dude. So. <sighs> well, you know what? Better late than never when it comes to Cassidy Riley, okay? Red with a drop kick and then a... 718? No. No, he's... Sells for a shoulder ram and then a sunset flip to the floor, but PD counters, of course, and then goes for a leg drop, but red moves so his butt hurts on the apron, the hardest part of the ring, of course. Red oh. start press off the apron to the floor. That was nice. Remember when he like beat up Raven that one time and we thought this was gonna be a big moment and then they didn't do nothing with it? Yep, sure do. Good, uh, good to point out, we've seen it already once, but uh, Christopher Daniels is at the commentator's booth during this match. And if you're wondering, his collar 
It's not popped. So he's saying we're one Koji clutch away from retaining the title. They're, I think he's – this is my educated guess. We are pushing the Daniels doing a submission maneuver as a finisher to build up to fight the Samoan submission machine. Hmm. That's my early prediction. I feel Koji like clutch, Kokina clutch. I mean, I feel like they're doing a, and they're doing it early to really build up his that submission finisher, which is smart. Where do you think they would have a match? Well, knowing TNA, they're going to rush it. So, August. I think you should do that at Bound for Glory. That's what I was thinking. That's what I would do. Keep building Joe up. Have Daniels have this crazy good reign as champion. No one can beat him. The guy in the front row looks like D-Ray. Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah. I kinda like I kinda like Petey with the full beard. I like it. And like the long hair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan. Oh here we go. Oh Canada, step on the groin. Canada. You still got the gold, fallen angel. There's no more empires to conquer, because I beat them all. What a backbreaker. Covers him, but of course it's a two count. He didn't hit the destroyer. They um there's a hype package on Impact recently about Scott Demore because he's wrestling this yeah. anniversary in like a tag match. Right. And um I I mean, whether it's accurate or not, I thought this was really funny. Because it was like Tommy Dreamer who you know, Tommy Dreamer. And uh he was like yeah, you know that little move, the Canadian Destroyer? Scott Demore, he invented it. That's Yeah, you know that. And I just thought it was like the way Tommy Dreamer said it, I was just like, please shut up. I feel like Tommy Dreamers became one of the most annoying people in the world. Yeah, because he won't go away. Right. Because listen, it was fun to see Tommy Dreamer for a while. It's not fun anymore. No. And every time you mention ECW, he starts crying. <laughs> it's like, dude, we get it. We get it. It was 30 years ago. Yeah, like you need to chill. Look at Sharpshooter. So he's proven that he has a submission finisher as well because he just beat uh, Missing oh, no. Red with a Sharpshooter. Daniels is going to pop his collar. He, well, is, he can't he's... get his tie off. But... It's a clip on Daniels. Come on. Just kidding. No, that's no, it's a not, but I, I was joking. He's a professional. I do not like the suit Daniels is wearing. It's like a very long jacket, and it's like tan. It like does not fit him character-wise, I feel like, at all. Wait, Terry Taylor asked Monty Brown backstage, what was his, their answer when you asked 3Life Crew that question last week? Which I honestly don't remember what the question was. They attacked it. Him and... Um, the outlaw attacked Three Life Crew. I think it was a challenge. What's it going to be? Two Life Crew. 
So he's challenging uh, Ron Killings and Conan to a match. He's saying BG, BG Jizzle James is crying in the corner somewhere. Conan is somewhere dancing, drinking some tequila. I feel like we haven't seen this dude wrestle in Wicked Long. I, well, he didn't wrestle in the last paper, right? That's probably why. I don't think so. It has been a while. He's just been doing backstage interviews. Well, there was one uh, lead into a pay-per-view he wasn't on at all. And I think it was because, like, DDP left. Oh, yeah. So they couldn't use him. But they didn't use him. Here comes the monster abyss. Oh, boy. What does abyss want? And you know who's ringside. Father James Mitchell. Here's the number one contender. The No Surrender Dog Collar match coming at you guys. July. Hold on. S- hold on. What's the date? What's the date? 17th? Yes. Yeah? Okay. Yep. I didn't even look. Um, all right. I got a couple of notes here <clears throat> for uh, Mr. Abyss. On June 25th, he lost to Amana in a last man standing match for NWA, NWA Cyberspace in Wayne, New Jersey. And then on July 8th, the same day uh, as the show, Abyss lost the NWA Iowa Heavyweight Championship in a tables, ladders, and chairs match when Ryan Boz defeated Abyss and Tyler Black. Wow. So. Here comes friend of the show, Cassidy Riley, to get destroyed by Abyss. Hey, you don't know that. He might put up a good fight. Oh, this, sh- could, this could be a one Sprinkle and clothesline to start the match? Be- this could be a kamikaze kid, Razor Ramon level upset right here. Could. It could. A handspring up. Well, this guy is going on all for it. Dude. Oh, oh. there you go. It was a big boot. Kind of stop that. Oh, fuck. Shock treatment. Oh, okay. oh, we still oh. don't have a name for this technically. but No, we do. Oh, he, he didn't well, today didn't say it, but they've they've said it. We know, we know that it is now. Oh, we do? Okay. Yeah. It took him a long time to do it, but we got a name. And here we go. I'm going to hit Mr. Brody Lee's signature move and fight forever. The Black Hole Slam. One, two, three. If you were a wrestler and they told you, hey, Dallas, you need to go out there, fight Abyss, and lose in 45 seconds, would you like feel bad about yourself? Well, I'm getting paid, so... I'll see, exactly. I wouldn't give a flying fuck. <laughs> if anything, I'd be like, wow, that's a quick day. Well, right. It's an easy payday. Yeah. And now I can be advertised as, as seen on Impact Wrestling. <laughs> on the Indies. You know, I lost to a bit. That's the on one the thing poster, I it can say the little TNA logo. Right, right, right. That's the one thing I used I to love on. about, like, AEW Dark and stuff, was, like, these indie promotions. would be like, check out uh, Joe, Joe somebody. On dark tonight <coughs> against Sean Spears, and he loses in a minute 12. I always liked it when, yeah, so it's like, oh, check out whoever at our show coming up. And it says, as seen on AEW. And I'm looking at him like, 
I don't know who that is. Right. And it's because they wrestled on Dark in a two-minute squash match, and I didn't even know what their name was. Right. Yeah. No, it's perfect. Who's coming out here? It's Raven. He's got a chain wrapped around his arm. Yeah, he does. Oh, clothesline's the best out of the ring. Oh, Mitchell scared shitless, ran out of the ring. Well, first he oh. kicked him in the nuts, then he clotheslined. Oh, best tripped him, and now he's ramming him into the post. That's got to hurt. Hmm. Well, you know what? Raven Raven causes. He came out, attacked. Man, I miss Skirt Raven. He's a victim of his own uh, demise here. Skirt Raven's the best Raven. I don't care what anyone says. Uh-oh. Abyss is wrapping like, the chain around um, his neck. I like Johnny Polo better. You know, that's fine. Johnny Polo's fine. Oh, fuck. It's in the mouth. Okay. Oh, my God. Look at this. Oh, his feet are off the ground. He's hanging him. Holy shit, this is sitting down, wrenching all his body weight to pull this up. Holy shit, dude. Here comes the security guards to stop this. And the the grip has been broken. Raven falls to the floor. Security runs because they're scared of a bass. Wow. Cowards. I want you to start doing your eyebrows like Mitchell has them, like the little curl. Sometimes that happens on accident. Oh, devil. We're going to a main event, six-man tag match. Here comes Team Canada, Bobby Roode, A1, and Eric Young. Are we in a six-man? Yep. We're going to see A1? I know, we never see A1 wrestle. What the fuck? By the way, we're 33 minutes, sorry, 34 minutes, period. That's it, into the show. Um, here's another note for you about. I actually got two more. They're two short ones, and this is it. Um, Simon Inoki of New Japan is trying to put TNA into its camp and doing the American G1 Climax tournament this year. Does it say like who they would want? Nope. So the G1, the G1 takes forever, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like a month. But this is the American G1. I don't know if this actually ends up even happening at all. I'd have to look up. But... Oh, it it's going to be Hoyt. Lance Hoyt and the Naturals. Lance Hoyt, the guy you can grab a beer with at your local pub. Look at that. Even the kid has a beer. Hoyt, Hoyt, Hoyt. Doesn't have a beer. Don't well, with, with him after the show. Yeah. More like an apple juice. Come on. Spiked apple juice. I um, just and... love how they, I mean... I'm sure it's because of the tragedy with Candido, but they had to completely drop the Naturals turning on Hoyt at lockdown. I know. Um, and Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, Hart is actually no. here. Um, and about my final note for today's show, um, the Matt Hardy situation, well, there's not really been a change in it uh, right at this point, but right now TNA, at least as they, but it's TNA, are working with the assumption that he's actually not coming in uh, until that he tells them otherwise. Yeah, there's no way. We will have more about, on that situation next week. Because, like, let's see here. We're on July 8th. I remember, they, they taped this on, what, the 
the twenty third or something, something like that. What I don't remember the exact day. Oh, June. Yeah, June. Uh, okay, but, but but Hardy's non compete doesn't end until no surrender. Right. But so Russell or not WrestleMania SummerSlam is on August twenty first. Okay. So we're just over probably about a month and a half away. And if he hasn't told. If he hasn't told him he's coming in by now. He ain't coming in. He ain't coming in. He's getting the crowd pumped with the USA channel right now. And I don't blame him either. I'm curious of how, like. Because I don't know when they started teasing or like when he shows up on. On Raw or anything, but I wonder, like. He had to have gotten a pretty good. Pay. So do you now correct me if I'm wrong. Do you know does he do like that one like bite this interview first? Is that like his first like thing? Because that's supposed to be like a, a shoot the interview show? With like Lita? I think. When Lita was on that show, that is definitely when he's fired. Okay. Like that, yeah. Like that's I thought I before. feel like doesn't doesn't he actually show up on like do that show also or no? Or maybe I'm only thinking the the Lita thing. He called. I knew he called in. And he confronts her. And I'm pretty sure it's Todd Grisham that has to try to keep it all cool and everything. I'm pro. Oh I'm no, there's one. Sure but it's it's, there's one when it's like storyline wise. So. This oh, is Matt, is. Matt Hardy and Edge get heated on, but that's. Okay. That's later. No, I'm I'm probably thinking of the phone call one. Yeah. It says 2005. Because I remember for a while that they, like, they would have uh, episodes on the website, and I remember listening to them or watching them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so here you go. I'm assuming that I'm gonna double check to make sure this is actually the right one. Um, match. No, I don't care about Lita. Because this might be the date, but I want to make sure it's the same interview. As Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens are taking control of Team Canada until, well, they don't. And then Rude and A1 and Eric Young are all teaming up, and I believe on Andy Douglas. Yep. Okay, yeah, so it looks like the call happens on July 16th. Really? Yeah, so that's when the, that's when the call happens. 2005? That's when the bite this call happens. Wow, why did I think it was way? No, I guess that would make sense because I don't think Alita would have been on there in 2004 because she was hurt. Because uh, I, like I feel this. like I feel like then by that bite this call, he they probably knew he was coming in. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, I like this. So this has the transcript. I'm on 411 Mania. Oh boy. So Todd says we have a, we have another caller on the line. And it says, hey, me, this is Matt Hardy. <laughs> the question I'd like to ask you uh, is, and then Todd goes, wait, is this really Matt Hardy? Do we have confirmation? And uh, he says, this is Matt Hardy. <laughs> They're just like, wait, it is. So Lita says, it sounds like Matt Hardy to me, and it really shouldn't surprise me at this point. Um, okay, so, so this is, then Matt says, if you need confirmation on how... 
about how about the same place I showed up uh, at Monday and embarrassed you. It's the same place you told me you loved me the first time. Amy, remember that? Okay, so he had already showed up on Raw. That's why. Uh, that's what we need okay. to know. Yeah. So he probably shows up. It's probably the next the next episode of Raw, isn't it? It's got to be. After, after, after this. this episode, yeah. After this, so. So that would have been the, uh, what, 11th? July 11th? Mm, sounds right to me. Because the 10th is on a Sunday, and Snow Surrender's on the 17th, so it would have to be. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't think I ever really, I don't think I realized that. So yeah, then then he's definitely, then they know he's coming in. They, oh yeah, uh, July 11th. Matt Hardy attacks Edge on Raw. Yeah, so then he's already... Yeah. Yeah, sorry um, guys. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I think the idea of it happening um, at this point is like kind of interesting. Because imagine if the Hardys like, came in and fought like AMW. Like, that's kind of a, a dream tag team match. Yeah, but if I'm Matt Hardy, I'm thinking, what am I going to make the most money off of? And it's probably yeah. this heated feud with Edge. Absolutely. And that feud, I think, is one of my all-time favorites. And then you also have to think, <clears throat> uh, Jeff Hardy's probably going to come back to WWE at some point. So I might as well get my fucking money and then yeah. have yeah. Jeff come in here in like a year or two, whatever. I don't like when Matt Hardy finally does come to Impact because it's like not good. But the deletion thing? No, dude, that's the good one. When he first, oh, he comes, first in, comes in, right? It's not good. With like the fucking dreads. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. It's not good. <clears throat> yeah. And then he like brings, he brings like Harris back, but like no one, like I feel like no one cared when they, that happened. I was pumped as like an old school TNA fan. I was like, oh fuck, Chris Harris is back. But the fans like did not give a shit. Yeah. Was that like a beer money feud? Do you remember? I don't remember. Uh, it had to have been right. I'm he... pretty sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I just got reminded of um, Matt Hardy's that first run because I saw a clip on Twitter of Eric Bischoff doing the karate kicks to the Young Bucks, Generation Me, mm-hmm. and like Matt Hardy's on the apron because he like helps hold one of them while Eric Bischoff does shitty karate kicks to him, and then he like pins him. I love it. Good TV. I did like uh, Big Money Matt in Ring of Honor. Oh, Big Money Matt's good. Yeah. And the the broken stuff is in the beginning. That was good shit. Yeah, and then he tried to bring, and then he brought WWE, and that didn't really work out. That's when that's right, dude. That's when it flopped because all the entire TNA run, Impact run, whatever you want to call it, was good, all of it. And then he like did it for a minute in AEW, and that didn't fit. Yeah, and they switch because there's no crowd, so he just stopped right. it. They did a little at Ring of Honor too, didn't they? Or no? Well, they might have. Neckbreaker by Douglas to Rude. Just over two minutes left in the show. Runtime here, folks. Chris Stevens is aching for a freaking hot tag right now. I can't believe Jimmy Hart's still here. He lives there, though, so I guess it's not I was gonna a say, hard like, person. He like lives in the parking lot of Universal Studios. He's walking around with Triton and Johnny Fairplay still. 
screaming, come to our show. Big Lance Hoyt is coming in. Crowd's on fire, dude. He's taking out everyone. No one's getting up for him. Here you come. The fans are cheering because they know if he wins, that he'll have a tab at the bar. <laughs> Huge flapjack. Goes for a cover. Nope, A1 breaks it up. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, he only got the four punches in the corner before Rude pushes Hoyt off. Uh-oh. No, he misses the clothesline from behind. Big boot by, Lloyd, by Lance Hoyt. That should do it. One, two, three. That's it. Clean win for Hoyt. Jimmy Hart is freaking pumped, dude. The baby's getting his apple juice spiked as we speak, getting ready for that after party. That's right. A party at the Universal Boardwalk or something. Maybe it's going to have that uh, spiked uh, Sunny D. Oh. We got a uh, beat down here. Team Canada is beating down in Hawaii. But the Naturals coming in to even the odds. But guess what? There's still too many. And here comes Petey Williams. So now the numbers game. Come on, Jimmy. It's not four and three. And he's got the hockey stick again. He's choking him. He's applying the stick. Oh, man. And we're about to go off the air with Team Canada standing standing strong here. Oh, Canada. All right. All that wraps up uh, the July 8th edition of uh, Impact. Yeah. What do you think of that one, Bob? Uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't hear yeah. it. Yeah, I think I feel the same. I think it was a fine episode of Impact. Uh, we got a, we got another match, so that's exciting. For uh, no surrender, I think that's the most exciting part. We had some good matches, especially that opening match, dude. I'm telling you, that David Young Chris Sabin match, I was into that shit. So yeah, that was good. I'd say it was a good episode overall. That one gets a thumbs up from Dallas. Uh, of course it does. Most of them do. It sounds like you're giving it a thumbs up since you don't do it in the middle. I am. I don't do middle, so I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up. There we go. They they advance some stuff. That means, guys, we are on track to have some great episodes of Impact leading in to No Surrender, which is coming up on July 17th. That's right. So we have one more episode of Impact. And uh, it's a go-home show. You never know what's going to happen. Will we find out more matches? I don't know. But I, what I do know is that we got some fun notes that we're going to be talking about during that show. And um, since it is the final one, I think uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. I can't wait for the Matt Hardy update to see. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen. What's going to happen there. But uh, all right. It's time to wrap up this episode. We'll see you next week. That's right. For the go home before no shrinker. Until then, for Dallas Grizzly, I am Bob Collin Jr. And this has been the TNA Cross Line Podcast.